On today's episode of Titus and Tate, it is the end of an era. R.I.P. Donda Academy. Tough yes. day for Jim, uh, the, the the resident Donda Academy fan on the show, our producer. Who uh, you, you had? How many jerseys do you own from Donda? All you, of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, every they're player. all the exact same. They don't even have the numbers right. <laughs> just a black tank top <laughs> with a little dove on it. They'll be uh, back. The, they, they actually might because uh, Donda Academy. We woke up this morning to the news that Donda has been shut down. Uh, By then, Ye himself. Yeah, but then as I was driving in to record the show, I saw the newest development that an email has been sent out to all the Donda parents. And it says, just kidding. We're back up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the parents of Donda are storming the school today and uh, trying to keep it alive. But Ye is done. The basketball team has lost all their in- invites coming up for the rest of the yep. season. And now we have big questions. And we do have big questions. It is it is relevant because uh, their best player is a five-star who's committed to Kentucky. So it's not like this is just like... The number oddity. eight player in the class. Yeah, it's not like this is just... I mean, it is a sideshow and a circus and all that. But at the same time, um, there is like a real tangible college basketball thing going on <laughs> with this team not playing yeah. uh, with Robert Dillingham. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, speaking of train wrecks, Manhattan fired Steve Masiello 13 days before their season starts. And uh, we're going to talk about this because this is a... It a, was wrong, it, <laughs> as every coach has said. As a coach myself, I have yeah. a lot of problems with how this Same. is handled. Um, Manhattan has lost their preseason player of the year in the MAC. He's transferring. Uh, it is it, it is a wild situation. And it's and it's not... Um, a, a, apparently, according to the scuttlebutt, there's no like uh, juicy story other than just like a yeah, contract there's, dispute. Th- there's you know? no scandal here. Yeah. yeah, which is the most disappointing part because... Mm-hmm. We like we, scandals. We, yeah, there's not that much. Yeah. <laughs> really, not that much to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, the Pac-12. Pac-12 update. The conference is not dead yet, according mm. to uh, Dana Altman at Pac-12 Media Day. Uh, he laid out the case as to why the Pac-12 is going to be just fine and a basketball conference. Yeah, and it's a basketball conference. Yeah. So we'll Good talk about us. talk about that a little bit. And uh, maybe if we have time, we'll talk about how the best player in college basketball had knee surgery, and nobody knows how concerned we should be. Uh, Not even know, himself. Should, yeah, we'll see if we have time though. I don't know if that's something we should t- <laughs> we should touch on. If we should, you know, brush that to no, the we'll side. We'll shout it out at the end. I'll tweet about it later. <laughs> the Oscar Sheboy mystery is officially a thing, and uh, I have I have notes. I have a timeline to go over. Um, I I am officially concerned, Tate. I'm yeah. officially. I waved the flag last week. Yeah, but now we really are going to have to dig into it. The, the the mystery has started, so we mm. we will dig into it. We will discuss all that coming up. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, let's talk about the uh, the news of the day. Donda Academy shut down. Um, it's very, very surprising, I have to say. Uh, who saw this coming? Um, uh, how do you shut down a school that doesn't exist? I guess is my first question. Yes. <laughs> how do you shut down? Bishop Sycamore right now yeah. is sick to their stomach saying, how could we should have done this? This yeah. should have been us. <laughs> um, the email was sent out by the principal, was it? That said, yes. that, that referred to the students. I think as- his last name was Angel. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, I think so. Is it Chris Angel? I think it's Jason Angel. <laughs> What if Chris Angel was the principal? <laughs> well, I mean, Antonio Brown is in charge of right all the sports, all of Donda Sports. He's the president of Donda Sports, so like, who knows what kind of titles are Chris right here. Angel, mind freak, doing uh, <laughs> trying to levitate yeah. for the kids every I mean, morning. Marilyn Manson has been there. I mean, there's there's all types of characters. Uh, the email that I saw that was being circulated that was sent out to announce the the shutting down of a school. Um, 
In October, by the way. Uh, it, it, school started in September. Yeah, it started in So September. we're one month in. Uh, it referred to these students as scholars three different times, which um, felt a little heavy-handed to me. Like, it, it, you know, you do it once, and I probably don't catch it. You do it three times, and I'm like, oh, so these are definitely not scholars. Like, that. This is if you're mm -hmm. trying to drive home how scholarly these students are um, who are doing parkour and <laughs> finger painting and... <laughs> Good morning, Donda, <laughs> and singing. That song is fire, though. <laughs> um yeah uh so th this is not a surprise at all and uh i i don't know it, it's it's funny in some sense it's sad and uh probably it's, it's probably more sad than anything it's else. problematic um the school was not accredited also so yeah. like they're like apparently some of the students at the school were doing online homeschooling that was like their actual schooling but donda was like the you know the the face of what their schooling was who knows what was going on I'm sorry, Jim. That's all. That's like all I could think when I saw that. A lot of people did actually. I, I had so many people reaching out to me and mentioning yeah. you in in the text to me. Because you believe how, how is Jim handling the news? Mm -hmm. I know. In lieu of sending me their thoughts and prayers, <laughs> redirect their thoughts to uh, my Amazon wish list. <laughs> I have tweeted up. Like a good multiple times. Like a good cult follower, mm -hmm. you find a way to profit even when the cult is getting yes. shut down. <laughs> yes, yes. You have to pivot. That's what that's what everyone mm -hmm. does. Um, it is uh, the, the 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 entire Donda experience. Um, I, I guess like when we went to the game. I, I saw. I still all can't I, believe we went dude, to. A I game. can't believe we went to one of those games. <laughs> I mean, it was epic that we did. I don't it. think I'm I ever posted the it. footage. I gotta find it. When was it? December. I'll find it. <laughs> I have no idea, but just so the fact funny. that we went there, we learned so much about what Donda was. And yeah, we were only there for. We could only survive awesome. for forty-five minutes in the it environment. Went, it, it, it went from like kind of funny to holy shit, get me out of here. Yeah, like I was a in little a bit hurry. Scared. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I feel like that's what the whole. Uh, even the Donda updates we've done on the show, I think. I think like after we went to the game, that kind of happened to us too. It was like, oh, this is because I, I, we've talked about this before. That Colts, uh, you know, we all love the uh, documentaries on Colts. We, we you know, mm -hmm. the, what's the wild, what's wild, the, wild, wild, wild country? That was the That's one. The that, one. Um, and every Colt documentary starts the same sort of vibe, where you're watching it and you're like. I don't really see the problem, you know? Like, everyone's having sex and having fun. And Looks like they're partying. Free. Everyone's just partying. <laughs> Loving everybody. <laughs> like, they like everybody. Yeah, this is cool. Like, I kind of like this. And then it's not till the, the you know, last 30 minutes of the doc or if it's an episodic yeah. thing. It's like the last couple yeah. episodes. When the Bogwan has 23 yeah. rolls races, yeah. you're like, I yeah. think something might be afoot here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, you, then that's when you realize, oh, right, 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 right. That's why you can't have Colts. Uh, and I say that to say Donda, our, our experience with Donda Academy going to the game, at least my experience, um, that initial part was didn't even exist. It wasn't there wasn't even like a feeling of like, oh, this is fun and like yeah. harmless and what's going like my my radar went off immediately of like, mm -hmm. holy shit, did, we're already on episode seven of the series. Yeah, we we walked into the building. We were like, oh, no, no. We saw the merch line. Yeah. We're like, no, no, no. <laughs> uh so that uh, the fact that the, the school's been shut down. I mean, they did a speed run. That's what it was. It was like a cult speed run. Or is it shut down? I don't know, man. They said they're, they're going to bring it back. But I don't know how any parent – I don't know how any parents send your kid to this school in the first place. But now, especially, I don't know how any basketball player – because I think, like, the, the, the thought process – I'm trying to put myself in the mind of, like, a guy like Robert Dillingham and some of these other guys. That, uh, Zion Cruz, who's at DePaul now, who played mm -hmm. at Donda last year. Mm -hmm. um, in the mind of – and I'm trying to put myself in their mind, and they're thinking, I'm talented enough – 
that I don't need, I don't need to go to this, you know, I, the Cardell Jones thing. I didn't come here to play school. I'm just going to go out mm-hmm. and hang with Don, <laughs> hang, hang with Kanye Don <laughs> yeah. Academy. I'm graduating yeah. in football. Yes. Yes. I'm going to go to Jones. LA, which again, it's not even LA. It's, it's, it's Simi Valley. Simi Valley. <laughs> and yeah. if you look up Don Academy and look at the Google images, it does not look like an attractive environment. But if you're not from Southern California, uh, in your mind, you're like, I'm going to live in Hollywood yeah. with you're all Robert the celebrities. You're yeah. North Carolina, like me. Kanye West has called your mom and said, come out and play at this school. Your dad is adamant saying, please do not take my son to LA slash Simi Valley. It happens. And now the dad is like, told yeah. you so. Yeah. A lot, and, of, a lot of told you so's in the decisions to go to Don. But if you're a kid, you're like, what's the worst that could I'm I'm so good that I can over this yeah, the same thing with the G League Ignite pass and the overtime elite. It's like it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, I'm gonna end up in the NBA. So why not just go out to LA and have yeah. a little fun with Kanye? Uh <laughs> now we see why. And now I, I I I can't imagine, even if the school comes back, like the 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 Donda Academy basketball team's relevance to us surely has to I think be it's done. over. It's over, right? Like yeah, there's no way that we, like five we, star guys are going to play there. We're gonna look back in five years and say, I can't believe that Kanye West <laughs> built a prep academy, started a basketball team. Five for like years. two for like right two, immediately, yeah. I think. I mean, yeah, that. I guess right now in this moment it's still insane <laughs> that it happened. That it actually worked for like a little there was like an eighteen month period where they're like I mean they were playing in the Kentucky Classic, whatever that is. I mean I know that Kentucky's like running high school tournaments, but I mean they they were like validated and approved in all these, you know, AAU circuits, which goes to show like what's happening in grassroots basketball. Well that's yes. a whole different conversation. But the fact that Kanye looked at grassroots basketball and said, I can profit in this space. I can make this happen on a whim it'll be fine. And it kind of worked for a little while. That That is what is maybe the most terrifying part of it all. What hap- now you have kids that are, you know, all screwed up. Yeah, what happens to the kids? What happens to Robert Dillingham now? Or A.J. Johnson, Javante Taylor. They're both top 50 guys that are at Donda. And they're sitting there and they're saying, I guess I have to go to overtime elite. I guess I have to get recruited to another high school. Like I- Robert Dillingham's from North Carolina. Where, where is he going to go to high school now? <laughs> I don't know. He's like, is he going to go to Sierra Canyon with Bronny? No. I, I, I don't know. You know? Like, that's, that's How, the question. I, I, I say this genuinely. Um, we all know the answer, but I, I'm curious to see how uh, how the NCAA spends it or Kentucky spends it or whoever. Mm-hmm. Like, how can a, a guy who's enrolled at a school that is not accredited, does not even exist, is not does not have a real building? If you Google Donda <laughs> Academy on... <laughs> Google Maps and hit enter. It does not exist. It, yes. take, it, it takes you to a picture of what is it? It's just, just a, 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 a like a fence, like a, a black tree. fence around like a field. It you looks terrible. Rick rolled. <laughs> How Google Maps? I know. I know that the NCAA has gotten rid of SAT requirements and you know the the, the academic requirements. In a Far lot zero. of ways, were always a farce. But like at least there was a facade you had to put up. At this point. It has to completely go away, does it not? I mean, I did, I don't I don't understand how we we like like that th- that was a big takeaway because because there's always been the song and dance of like trying to figure out how we we argue that these basketball players are also students and like just go to, and just go to class, all right, guys, just yeah. go to class and we'll figure it out. And like all you have to do is show your face in class. We'll take care of the rest. But like, <laughs> please just show. And then you have a case like this where a guy you have coaches checking on him in class. Yeah, the whole thing. Where it's it's uh, there's there's no world you could argue that Robert Dillingham would come anywhere close to sniffing getting into Kentucky based on what he's done so far and you know mm-hmm. like it, any other anybody else takes that path they're not getting into you know college is not a real life path that they could take 
but Kentucky will find a way, which is fine, and they should. I'm not arguing they shouldn't. I'm just I'm just going to be fascinated with how this is going to be presented by the machine that says all these kids are student athletes. I'm I'm fascinated by that part. And you already mentioned though, Zion Cruz is at DePaul, so he already went from an unaccredited high school to DePaul. So like we've already seen it <laughs> happen, right, right in front of our very eyes that it doesn't matter. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you yeah. said, the, there was this farce, there was the song and dance, so to speak, of like you got to apply and then mm-hmm. we'll we'll run it by acceptance and the coach will make sure you get in and all that sort of stuff. Now it's just like you come to campus, you're in. <laughs> you're you know, like in. I, if I takes. can get you to campus, like Amani Bates, if I can get you to campus, like trust me, you're going to be in the registrar, you're going to be enrolled, you're going to be fine. And that's that's what right. Amani Bates was a similar situation. I, 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 but that's the world yeah, that we live in yeah. now. It's like who even cares about all of the the song. And so, dance? but but then how does overtime elite work? Can you can you play at overtime elite and still play in college? If yes. Robert Dillingham goes to overtime elite, he can still go to Kentucky. That is what everyone is saying. I don't understand that, but apparently that's what that's what's possible. And they're saying that that's the favorite for Dillingham because I want Dillingham to go to school in North Carolina. I want him to go back home. I want him to go to high school in North Carolina, and then maybe like halfway through the year, say maybe I should just stay here, dude. What a North world. Carolina. What a world. <laughs> also, another big story. You can go from Donda Academy. Okay. Let me understand this. Yes. Donda Academy to Overtime Elite. Yes. And still under the current NCAA rule. Why does the NCAA exist at this point? Uh, we, we don't know. But, uh, the, <laughs> and over, still play for the Kentucky Wildcats? Well, Overtime Elite plays the prep schools like IMG and all these guys. So, I mean, I think basically who is recruiting these kid, these top three kids, Dillingham, Johnson, and Taylor, it's Overtime Elite and prep schools across the country, whether it be uh, Prolific Prep up in Napa Valley, whether it be like someone like Sierra Kane, whatever it is, IMG, Oak Hill, you know, all these schools all around the country are trying to figure out, and they're competing now with Overtime Elite, which is, I, I don't I don't even understand. Like, by the end of all this recruitment, if you're Robert Dillingham, you're just like, can I, like you said, can I just go to the NBA? Like, yeah, what, yeah what, like, exactly. Stop recruiting me to all these different places. Well, I mean, as a reminder, this whole mess exists because of Adam Silver's NBA. Yes. And the one done rule. So, it's his rule. Uh, yeah, it's his rule. I mean, so, even I mean, though Stern put it in, it was Adam Silver, I it's think, It's Adam in his Silver's ear. NBA. Adam Silver yeah. was in his ear. yeah. <laughs> that's when it started it's adam silver's it's, it's his nba now he could mm-hmm. stop it he could you know what i mean it's, it's his, and every year know, we get a story that's like one year, and done yeah. it might be it might be the end um, until it's not no i i, I want to reiterate in case anyone misconstrues what i was saying there i don't that i was not trying to say that like kentucky should be punished or anything like I, that, that's not the argument no, you're just I, like, i'm just what, like, what, like what is this yeah you're feeding me this system and you're trying to tell me this is how it works and now I, I mean, like the farce is blown wide open at this point. <laughs> why, why are like, we even trying? Pl- yeah, why are up? we? Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to get to the point where, I, because we know it's coming. I just want to get wake, just wake up tomorrow and have the reality be that basketball, football players, and whatever other athletes just simply do not have to go to class at all and don't have to be students at all. Cardell like, Jones, yeah, you Cardell, Cardell Jones. Jones theory, because that's where we're going. That is yeah. where it's headed. You're just, you're just loosely associated with the school. You don't actually go to school there. Uh, the school just pays you on the side. To, but and, you have a lifetime contract to go to school whenever you want, in my opinion. I feel like that should be the deal. It's like you play sports for four years, and you can come and and get a degree at any point in your life whenever you want to. The door is open. That's yes. what it should be. Leave the door open. And, and the, Use the university if you'd like. In the same way that like it, when you, you play in a men's league um, and your buddy's uncle, who, who owns Cooter's Auto Parts, mm-hmm. sponsors your team yeah. and pays for the jerseys, mm-hmm. and you and all your friends are out there wearing Cooter's, Cooters. O- Cooters Auto Parts. Yeah, let's go Cooter. Um, but you don't have anything to do with Cooter's. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not. You don't work at Cooter's. No one. No one's like, hey, uh, 
do you work at accounts receivable for Cooters Auto Parts? You say, no, I have nothing to do with Cooters, and, and I just I just wear the jersey. I just play ball for them. That's how college sports is going to work at a much bigger scale. Or maybe not. In some For some schools, it probably won't be much bigger scale. Mm-hmm. It'll be Cooters Auto Parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Financing the entire athletic department. <laughs> and that'll be, you know, and that's kind of what it is. And what we've talked about before where colleges at some point, there might be a world in which these colleges and these basketball teams that have these big brands are competition to the NBA teams that have these yeah. basketball teams with big brands because they might be in the same pool. Anyway, RIP Donda Academy, or maybe not. I don't know. It might be back. It uh, it's but it's done on this show. Could we put that to bed? Can we say that? Yeah. That, that this like, can we what, retire? Donda? We, are we retiring Donda officially? It's over. We'll see. Come <laughs> back. Well, Jim's dream when he took when when we hired Jim to be the producer of this show, his dream was for college basketball to die. We yes. know that. Like that yes. was what, That's he, what he gave He was like he was like I can't wait to have, I can't wait to have a front row seat as the thing you guys love most that just completely so crumples good. in front of our eyes. That would be so good. Which is why he loved Donda Academy and Overtime yeah. Elite and G League Ignite and all these mm-hmm. others. He was like this Tristan is great. Jess. Yeah, TJS. Mm-hmm. He loves alternative basketball, but mm-hmm. unfortunately unfortunately you're going to have to take the L this time, Jim. Or maybe we'll not, because we'll Overtime see. Elite, maybe he's going to get a little stronger yeah. with uh, Robert Dillon. I have one last Donda update. I just saw this. This is SI.com headline. Bobby Hurley wears <laughs> Yeezy shoes during Pac-12 Media Day. Oh, no. So if there's one program that is willing, a program that had Hedick Smith, who was fixing games, a program that's willing to wade in the waters of chaos and, uh, you know, Whatever kind Yay is currently, it's, it looks like Bobby Hurley is willing to be that man. <laughs> of course, it's a blue devil. Of Dude. course, of course, a Duke man is like I am willing to saddle up and ride with Kanye. So there you go. Maybe it's Arizona State that keeps Yeezy brand alive. You I think love, he, have, he has any idea what shoes he's no, wearing? Of course no, not. I was no. gonna say I, I love I love the time and place and world we live in. That <laughs> I dream like Bobby to, Hurley was giving. People like this is disgusting. You and I both know that Bobby Hurley was given these shoes by the university. They were like, we have an Adidas contract. You have to wear these Adidas shoes. And he's like, all right, whatever. I don't give a shit. I just want to coach my team. Yeah, he's looking at the and side. Then, he said, it says uh, Supply 350. Where where does it say Kanye? And then he wears the shoes to media day. And now he has a meeting with the administrators. Yeah. Why would might, you wear those shoes? He might be he's done. Like, I, I guess, <laughs> he gets fired because he... He's on the hot seat. <laughs> he gets he gets fired because he wears the shoes that they told him he had to wear. Um, speaking of getting fired, should we talk about Manhattan? Let's talk Manhattan about Manhattan basketball, yeah, a program cool. that, uh, frankly, we don't talk about a lot on the show. But, we should talk um, about it more. Uh, maybe we will moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, they fired their coach 13 days before the season starts. Steve Masiello, um was fired. And the story goes, uh, when you see the headline, you're like, oh, my God. This is this must be juicy. What, what was he doing? Was he uh, was he Mike Rison throwing f- basketballs at his players' faces? Was he? Um, yeah, unfortunately, you based on everything that we've seen in college basketball, you have to presume there's something. Yes, else. yes. You never take it at face. Never. Um, what what you know? Your mind's going crazy with speculation. Uh, I guess we still. I mean, Matt Barnes said that it was a lot worse. It's a lot anyone, worse than yeah. anyone knew. So this is way worse <laughs> than what the real story. I want to recap my previous comments. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the, the scuttlebutt is that he was on the final year of his, his extent, uh, uh, I'm sorry, his contract. He yes. wants an extension before the season starts. The athletic director and him weren't seeing eye to eye to begin with. Uh, and then I guess, I don't know, that, that, that's what all the rumors, it, it, the rumors are, um, to the point that I'm, I'm willing to take them as fact because like all these reporters seem to be saying the same shit yeah. and everyone seems to be in agreement as to what happened. Um, 
But yeah, that, that is just a contract dispute. So they fired him 13 days before the season starts. Now, Jose Perez, who's the preseason player of the year in the MAC, uh, Omar Silveriero, is that how you say his name? There I don't you know. Go. I'm yeah. not, uh, I, 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 I'm not a, uh, I didn't, I didn't follow Manhattan basketball that closely um, before this. Uh, it has also put his name in the portal. They've lost, they're, they're losing their best player and, and another dude before the season even starts. It's absolute chaos. And, uh, yeah, that's that. Steve Masiello fired. And every single coach. So he is in the Rick Pitino. He was a walk on at Kentucky, at Kentucky back in the 90s. He played for Rick Pitino, then played for Tubby Smith. He's in the Pitino family. He was the top assistant at Louisville. So that's how we all know him in our universe. So or I, you might know him because in 2014, he took the South Florida job, falsified yeah. his resume, and said that he graduated from Kentucky when he really hadn't. Mm -hmm. And Manhattan still kept him. By the way, which is another like wrinkle to this that's insane that he got yeah. fired for like wanting a contract extension, I guess. But when he lied about yeah, you would having graduated he would, from Kentucky, yeah, he wouldn't have the leverage there. But yeah, he definitely somehow. he not only lied about graduating from Kentucky, but he tried to take another job. That school just decided no, we're not going to hire you. So he's like, I'm going to go back to Manhattan with my tail between my legs, ask for my job back. And Manhattan was like, yeah, sure, just go sit, go sit in timeout for a little while, and then you can come back. And they but, went from like a good team, like he had them at the yes. top of the conference, to like when he came back after that, it's been, you know, pretty much abysmal. Last year they were 500 team, 15 and 15. So it wasn't like things were trending in the right direction at any level. But every coach, like because he's so verified, validated, like every coach that's out there is like, which I think it is wrong too, but everyone is sticking there. Including neck out. former head basketball coach of the Detroit Mercy Titans, yes. Dick Vitale. Our guy. Who uh number one man in college tweeted media. the following firing Steve Massiello Manhattan over contract issues about the future is shocking and wacky. And uh almost wonky. I uh I I that stood out to me. He it, it, I mean he said what everyone else was saying that this is this is crazy. Wacky's a funny word. Shocking and wacky is those almost like take like a different <laughs> tone. You're like, what what do you mean wacky? <laughs> like it, it's kind of hacky. Like it definitely shows a little bit of a lack of class, you know what I mean? It's, we need a shocking and wacky segment on the show. Yeah, is it shocking or is it wacky? Is it more shocking or wacky? Is it a blip or a bomb? Is Donda getting shut down shocking or wacky? I but, think it's wacky. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not shocking. <laughs> like we expect that. It's the when when we uh when we start a new podcast iteration 5.0 of the show, <laughs> maybe we call it shocking and wacky. <laughs> That would be great. I'm a little bit shocking. <laughs> and I'm a little bit wacky. <laughs> I will say uh, this is good news for the rivals of the Jaspers, which is the Iona Gales, well, coached by Rick Pitino. So, I'm glad uh, you said this, Dave. The win because for the Battle of the Bronx. I wrote that down. I was ready to go galaxy brain on you. Okay. That uh, this story does not add up. Uh, Manhattan fires a man um, 13 days before the season starts who falls. Again, we, we, we just said it. He falsifies his resume, tried to take a job in South Florida. Um, none of this makes any sense that they would do this. It's shocking. It's both shocking and wacky. Mm -hmm. The Venn diagram of shocking <laughs> yes. and wacky, we're yeah, in right the, middle. In the middle. We're right in the middle. Yeah, in the heart. Um, so why would they do this? What's mm. going on? What's the, what's the thought process here? The Manhattan Jaspers were picked to finish second in the MAC this mm. year in the preseason poll. Mm -hmm. Do you know who was picked to finish first? Iona. Iona. The Gales. I do not believe that Gales fired Steve Masiello. My theory is that this man fell on the sword. I believe that this kick, this goes all the way to the top, the top being Rick Pitino. I believe that Rick Pitino has been playing the long con, that he has purposely not left Iona for a long time and built like something at Iona uh, where he knew that he was in the exact same conference as one of his, his disciples, right, who's, who's the coach of the biggest threat to him in that conference. 
And this was just the long con that Rick Pitino's built Iona to a point where he's now going to to push the button, call in the favor, ask Steve Massiel to fall on the sword, implode the Manhattan program at a time when they can't recover. They're not going to recover. They're not yeah, going to yeah, be good yeah. this year. No yeah. time. It's There's done. No time. It's over. Yeah. Um, and now Iona has smooth sailing. They have a they they, they I, I don't know what the next step is for Patino, but like he's going to he's going to make the NCAA tournament now. He's going to they're going to win the MAC. They're going to make the NCAA tournament. Maybe he goes on a Sweet 16 run. Yeah, and then he goes back and takes a Kentucky job when John Calipari is coaching in the NBA next year. I, I love all that. And when who I, says no? <laughs> I mean, when I hear you say that in my mind, I'm thinking about Rick Patino after the season calling Seton Hall's AD. And he's like, this Shaheen Holloway, what a coach. Mm -hmm. What a coach. We mm -hmm. should have been in the tournament. Look what he did in the tournament. Seton Hall's like, Rick Pitino validated it. We're hiring Shaheen Holloway. Boom, St. Peter's out of contention. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, mm -hmm. he probably is talking to his boy Steve, and he's like talking about how you know it's going to be a tough year, tough battle. It feels very Ricky Bobby Cal Nowton Jr., you know what I mean, where he's like, now I'm I'm first, you're second. You know how this works, and also if you help me out, uh -huh. maybe I scratch your back and you take over Iona when I leave to go to Kentucky. No, it, it goes even bigger than that, Tate. He Massiello when he takes over Kentucky, Massiello is his top assistant. Rick Pitino coaches. He does the the Dick Bennett Tony Bennett deal where you Trojan horse him mm -hmm. like they did at Washington State. Yeah. People forget that's how Tony Bennett got yeah. his start in coaching. Mm -hmm. His dad Trojan horsed. The Washington He's like, Cougars. I'm coaching, I promise. Yes, I promise I'm promise. coaching. I'm not going to retire. I'm yeah. not going to retire. Yeah. Season starts. Gotcha, bitch. I'm retiring. Son, you're in. Yeah. That's what Rick Pitino's going to do. I mean, Dean Smith did it with Bill Guthridge, you know? Yeah. He's like, I'm waiting right before the season. Bill Guthridge your coach. Good luck. So when that happens, uh, do not if, – if anyone – yeah, I, I don't know. Our list of the friends of the program will not be surprised when that happens. I'll just say that. Like, the, as the rest of the world is saying, this is shocking, shocking and wacky that Rick Pitino <laughs> is the new coach of Kentucky and Steve Masiello is his top assistant. Yeah. We're gonna say the people that listen to the gotcha. show are gonna say we, we knew this was coming all along. Yeah, for we years. Knew that this was the I, I've actually known this for yeah. years. <laughs> so and I will go. say Rick Pitino is the type of guy, all class, to probably speak out for his top assistant, former top assistant, and say how egregious and wrong it was. <laughs> how shocking and wacky <laughs> shocking it really was. And wacky, <laughs> that <yeah>. it happened. <laughs> That's the thing I'm going to remember about the story the most is that Dick Vitale called it shocking and wacky. <laughs> Which goes to show that like Dickie V didn't even have the words for this. <laughs> you think he's the sorest? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think he, yeah, yeah. He started with shocking, and then he was like synonyms of shocking. <laughs> he did, he did the thing with the the Saris where you just click the synonyms enough. If you go, if you yeah. click on a synonym like you just keep, six times, you just keep going to different words. You're different. The yeah. end of the 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 chain that you're on mm -hmm. actually is not a synonym with the start of the chain whatsoever. You know, and I think that's what happened. He started with shocking, and then wacky is like not actually a synonym of shocking, mm. but it's in the sort of same family. It's in the and, same vein. But he kept clicking more synonyms. More. Yes. More. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Quick break to get a word from our sponsors. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. And uh, look, when you go and try to find a job for yourself, you can use uh, LinkedIn to figure it out. And uh, you can add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you yourself might be hiring. And uh, you can use simple tools like screening questions. Make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire for yourself. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs help 
help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Titus. That's linkedin.com slash Titus to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Also got to talk about our friends at Coors Light. Our weeks are filled with deadlines, responsibilities, and just stress in general, but it's college football season, and when the weekend hits, you've got to protect your chill. So this season, make time to chill out and catch the game at your favorite bar, and while you're at it, order an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. What is the college football slate this weekend? I didn't really... I know Ohio State, we have our first real test Mm. in Happy Valley. There you go. Uh, Big noon kickoff on Fox. Excited about that one. Be Be drinking some Coors Lights at 9 a.m., watching that one. Um, but I don't. I don't think the slate's that that great. Otherwise, Kentucky, Tennessee, I think is another good one. Mm. But Kentucky's kind of falling off a little bit. But that would be Carolina plays Pittsburgh. Oh, go. all right. Or ACC coastal action. All right. Yeah, well, I think the big go. game's Kentucky, Tennessee. Florida, Georgia. Um, that used to be a fun game. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Point <laughs> is, college football's going on. There's always there's always surprises. There's always exactly. gonna be one game that's like. Better than you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Or, USC, Arizona. Who knows? Yeah, Arizona's frisky. I'm gonna call it. That's a, that's upset special. I like Arizona in that game. Anyway, as you're watching all of these games, protect your chill this season with Coors Light. Coors Light is the beer of college football, whether your team's a powerhouse with a record to keep or an underdog with a point to prove. One thing's for sure, it's going to be a hell of a season. Stay refreshed through all the action with Coors Light because no matter how your team fares after the clock runs out, a Coors Light in your hand means you're winning every time. Chill with Coors Light this football season. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash TNT. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. After all, who doesn't love a great deal, right? And when it comes to great rates on insurance for all things in your life, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners, condos, or renters coverage. You could save even more with a special discount when you bundle your coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use Geico mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and choosing to switch to Geico becomes an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent and get started seeing how much you could save today. Um, speaking of Kentucky, can we talk about Oscar Shibway? Yeah, please. Should we do this? Because yeah. um, I'll tell you this. Kentucky made it. I want to talk about it. Kentucky I, I will media. say this. It seems like, in general, all of college basketball media doesn't want to talk about it. I just saw our guy, Matt Norlander, put out his top 100 teams. Kentucky's number two. And I'm like reading you know, the little blurb. And he's like, reigning national player of the year, Oscar yeah. Shibway, at 100% ready to go. And he didn't say all that. But, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but that, was the, that yeah, was the implication. That they're the number two team in the country. Because if you tell everybody that's putting together their top whatever list that Oscar Shibway might not be 100%, you're a hater. Well, then what, yeah, well, no, but like, how does that change your calculus? Then they're not putting Kentucky at two. Of so, like, obviously, the implication is if you have Kentucky at two, you think that Sheboy's year is going to be fine. Um, not so fast. So, I'm going to give you the timeline. This is this is the timeline of the Oscar Sheboy mystery, and and we'll get to the the reason why um, this is officially a thing in a second. That's that's later on in the timeline. But October 9th is on a Sunday. Kentucky has their pro day. They do this every year. Yes. Um, they have their own separate pro day. Famously, Tyler Hero had like 16% body fat and short arms and couldn't jump, right? Was, was it all those or just one? I just remember the body fat. Uh, it, yeah, I remember the body fat because we talked about it. We were like, yeah, we're very concerned. And then in the first game, Tyler Hero was like, They run a baseline runner for Tyler Hero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were like, what is going on? As, but that was that was the Zion game, right? Yeah, that was the Zion game. They, they lose by 30 with, with fat-ass Tyler Hero running baseline runner offense yeah. on Duke. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, I think they have a deeper problem. Like, yeah, yeah, Tyler yeah, Hero yeah. guy. <laughs> 
Uh, so on on October 9th, um, Kentucky has their pro day, and Oscar Sheboy is wearing a sleeve, a brace, um, some sort of device on his right knee. He's got a, a if you if you crunch the tape like I did, mm-hmm. um, the clips that are put out there, Oscar Sheboy is wearing a uh, yeah I, I don't know an apparatus There's an apparatus of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Brace family, I would say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when I saw this, I said to myself, this is both shocking and wacky. Yeah, it's that a little wacky. Is, uh, that is wacky. Two days later, Tuesday, October 11th, the news breaks that uh, there's something going on with the knee. And how does the news break, Tate? It breaks on John Calipari's Twitter account. Watch this space. That's what John Calipari said. He tweets out, I have good news and bad news. Good news is Oscar had an unbelievable performance at Pro Day, and the scouts love what they saw. He came back to develop his game and became a more complete player, and that's exactly what he displayed Sunday night. Amazing. They loved it. They loved it. Send tweet. Yeah. And then, and then there's minutes that yeah, pass. Minutes the that people pass. are losing their minds because they're yes. like, okay, we should have started with the bad news. Reply to original tweet. Bad news is <laughs> I kept him out of practice Saturday with knee stuff. So this is the this was the night before the pro day. Yeah, I kept him out of the pro day with knee stuff. He refused to sit out pro day and balled out. I made him sit out Monday and get examined as a precaution. He's going to have a minor fifteen minute procedure to clean some things up. Not a big deal, but no dancing to madness. And that's what he throws at the end of it, which is like the haha. Yeah, don't worry, no dancing. Haha. Sin tweet. Okay, so. I remember we, we talked about it on the show. We were like, yeah. wait, wait a second. This, no, how, I, how do you have a minor I, never procedure? Seen a news yeah. dump quite like this. Yes. Um, so on Thursday, I believe it was Thursday, October 13th, two days later, he gets his knee surgery. On a, on a Thursday, Oscar Sheboy goes under the knife for a minor procedure that was described as 15 minutes. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> Nothing to see here, folks. As I said on the last, or whenever we talked about this yeah. last, there is no surgery that is not a big deal, in my opinion. Anytime that you're going to get surgery, there is, obviously, it has come to a point where you have to get the surgery. The only time it is minor is when it's not you. Yeah. And it's, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> if it's not... If it's not me getting the surgery, it's minor. Yeah, it's, it's like, like who no cares? I don't care. Yeah. No big deal. Getting your tonsils out. But if I'm up. yeah, if I'm at the doctor and you know, like yeah, I don't know. I have a bunion and yeah, they're, they're like, like you're gonna have to go under. Like, we're gonna go under the knife yeah. to fix that bunion. I'm like, no, excuse me, what? We're gonna do what? Yeah. Um, if you have to go under, not good sign. But anyway, I uh I am I'm, I'm willing to take this stuff at face value a little more than you are. So you were telling me like this might be something. I was like, I don't know, man. It's you know, I'm gonna wait till uh, wait till it is something before I decide it's something. Yeah. Um get surgery on October 13th. The next day is Big Blue Madness, October 14th, Friday. No dancing. Uh no dancing at Madness, as we knew. <laughs> we we knew he wasn't going to. Uh what was a little surprising, I guess, for what I thought was gonna be a minor surgery that's 15 minutes. Um, he's, he's on crutches, putting zero weight on any of his, because, you know, the way, the way I was like processing it in my mind was like, he's going to have a slight limp or something or whatever, putting zero weight on his, on his knee. He's on crutches, uh, does not want to, you know, but again, it was like, I think the day after he got his surgery. So maybe, you know, it was just precautionary, whatever. Um, October 19th though, is SEC media day Mm -hmm. in Alabama. About a week ago. Uh, yeah, on the, the uh, last Wednesday, um, Oscar Sheboy's a late scratch. He does not go to media day. Mm-hmm. Now, is it because there's something going on with the knee? Is it because they don't want him answering questions about the knee? Is it both? Is it neither? I don't know. The fact is, for for an event where like you figure he's just going to sit there and talk to reporters about like coming back to Kentucky, and you mm-hmm. know, 
I won national being, player of the year yeah, last year. Exactly. All yeah. that kind of thing. Can you run it back? Can you go back? A lot of layups and softball questions, you would imagine. Why do you need to be 100% with your knee to do interviews? Why would you scratch him for me today? And especially not just that he's the best player in the face of the team and the best player in the country. He's also the best interview. He's the most affable guy on the of team. Like he's 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 beloved. He's the you know even Everyone Louisville loves even Louisville fans are like yeah. I mean honestly I can't yeah can't say a bad can't word say a bad about word about the guy Dude works he's hard. amazing yeah uh, so why would he not go to media day that's mm -hmm. interesting mm -hmm. now now I'm starting to like you know say to myself something might be going on here uh, the blue white game is on Saturday this past Saturday October 22nd in Pikeville Kentucky uh, it was the game that John Calipari saw the coal miner and took the picture you people listening may have saw yeah. that go viral. Content. Um, Watch this space. He, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's gonna hook that guy up with tickets. Um, we got We should do a follow up on that. Like as journalists, we should make yeah, sure so that guy actually gets get the tickets. tickets. I, I really, I think Cal will do it. I believe in Cal. And again, you got to ask yourself, Tate, how orchestrated was that? Because uh, it, it was a nice, <laughs> it was a nice diversion, yeah, a nice yeah, distraction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oscar, to, Oscar obviously doesn't play in the blue white game. He does an interview uh, with with the the local media, whatever, like the people calling the game or something. I don't know. I saw this clip on Twitter where he's sitting at the desk with the guys at the headset talking to him, uh, and he says um, he was good to go for the blue white game, but his doctors told him not to play. So Oscar was saying like, I could have played today. Yeah. Like I, in my mind, he did the Dame Lillard. If it was a playoff game, yes. I would have stayed in the game. I'm good to go. Yeah, and Kentucky. I'm not actually heard. Don't Kentucky worry fans it. heard that and they said, "Oh, great, great." So he's fine. Yeah, so they're he's just, 100%. they're just, it's just like they're, they're they're just being extra cautious with all this. These are all precautions. It's, it's, but he's, but he's actually 100. percent He's, he's totally back now. Um, and 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 I'm sure we'll get more clarification on media day, which Kentucky had on this past Tuesday, and this is the reason we're talking about this today, and this is the reason this has officially become a thing, Tate, because on Tuesday, October 25th, which again was this Tuesday, Kentucky had media day, their own media day, not the SEC media day. <laughs> yeah. uh, what is Kentucky media day? I don't know. I thought Kentucky does media day every day. Yes. yes. If you follow Kentucky basketball, yes. you're like, John Calipari I mean, wakes up and yeah. is like, I got to talk to the media right now. How is it not media day every day? I don't know. But uh, they had their media day on Tuesday. And here, are the, here, here was Cal's quotes when asked about, um, I'll, I'll do Oscars first. So no, I'll do Cal's first. Cal's Cal's quotes when asked when asked about Oscar on media day, he said the following: He's moving around pretty good. Got to stay off his feet. The, the kid will stand and sign autographs and take take pictures. Well, he's got to stay off his feet. When he trains, it may swell a bit, but it'll go away. For the time being, that's what it is. He'll train, it'll swell a bit, and it'll go away. But he's telling me I feel really good. My leg feels good. I don't have the same pain that was there. He says it wasn't much, but it's nothing now. It's more that he's got to go through it. My thing is, we're not going to hold him back, but you're not going to push him forward. His pace and timing <laughs> may be different than someone else. Someone else may be longer. Someone else may be shorter. But I do know he's 252 pounds. He's big. 7% body fat on top of it, too. What the hell does any of that mean? I was going to say, this is literally like, <laughs> say one thing, then contradict it. Say the next thing, and then contradict what you just said before. It's like a puzzle. And when you piece it together, my big takeaway of that is basically like, Oscar had some serious pain in his knee. Mm -hmm. They they addressed that pain by getting surgery. They're hoping that pain will be gone, but they're not sure. He's walking around. It's swelling up. Yeah, it's swelling. It's probably, probably not, not great. Good. And they also said we need to keep him off his feet, but he's like signing autographs and stuff, which means like, what? Which takes me to <laughs> when, when Oscar Shibway himself was asked on, on Media Day on Tuesday about the knee. He said, I had a pain, but I'm a warrior. Unless my wheel falls off, then I'll stop. But if I got the pain, I keep going. I don't quit. I, I came back here for one reason, to work for number nine. Talking about national title number yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Which, like, in some ways, you read that and you're like, damn, dude, this guy's tough, and I, that's why we love him. Is he? No, I, I, yeah. But you're like, wait a second. Did you just say your knee is, like, it still hurts? You're in pain, and you're just, you're a warrior, and you're going to power through the pain? Kentucky season starts in, in how many days? I, I mean, very. 11 days, yeah, I think? Yeah, exactly. The 15th, right? November 15th. The best player in college basketball's first game is in 11 days. He had knee surgery. His coach is, like, all over the place. And, and this isn't. This is what Cal does with injuries. Like this is this is par for the course mm-hmm. for this man. This is how he he handles injuries. This is how the program has done it forever. They he he doesn't all shucks. I'm not a doctor, but I'm gonna spend the next yeah. five minutes talking about this. Well, you see a guy injure his ankle and they say lower leg injury. Yeah, you know, and you're like nothing specific at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, and then and and I'm gonna muddy the waters and let everyone try to figure out what the I mean, hell that I'm talking statement about. That Cal said basically. Like it was a it was a word vomit to make sure that you don't realize what's happening. Um. Oscar has already been ruled out for all the Kentucky's exhibition games. That's that. He's 100% not playing in those. But at the same time, he says that he will, quote, absolutely play in the season opener against Howard in 11 days on November 7th. So make all of that make sense for me, Tate. Make it make sense how he's like, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I'm not feeling good about this. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not feeling I, I good had about a this lot of concerns, but my level of concern is now even raised. I saw the I saw the headline that Oscar Sheboy says he'll be ready for the opener, and that's all I saw. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I, in my mind, I was like, well, Tate, you were overreacting about this whole procedure. Yes. They're gonna have their Kentucky fans are gonna go at your neck about this. But now that I hear who Cal's quotes, and you hear Sheboy say he's in pain, he's playing through. He's pain. just playing through the pain. Then that is not ideal, and yeah. it's also we all know how Oscar Sheboy is. He's a guy that Bob Huggins was in love with because of his work ethic, and he says, "I'll play until my leg falls off." That is the biggest red flag I've ever heard of. Yes, Oscar, we do not need your leg to fall. We off. don't want your leg. To we fall do off. not want your because it's fall not off. enough to have you start the game, take the opening tip against Howard on November seventh, and then get checked out. That's not what we want. It's not a matter of like will Oscar play or not. Oh, he's going to play. Okay, then nothing to yeah. worry about. We're worried about the long-term yeah. effectiveness of Oscar Shubay. Can you the dominate again? Can you dominate every single? And how does Oscar like dominate by being out on the court and getting rebounds? Yes. Like, and then over time, it just kind of wears on you throughout the game. But if he can't be on the court yes. for long periods of time and is getting pulled and, <laughs> and getting his swelling knee iced down on the bench, like my God, what are we talking about? This yes, is, they're a totally different team without Oscar Shubay. Dude, it's crazy. And now we understand why maybe they were recruiting Drew Timmy at that point or Kofi. Oh Cobra yeah, that's right. At that that's, point. Supposed, that's right. You know what I mean? When they were looking right. at some of the other guys. Well, Kofi was last. Was last year. Last I'm just year. saying, but, but just this, in yeah, general, yeah. like yeah. they were like, maybe we have to have an insurance about, policy. I forgot about that era where, uh, where Drew Kentucky Timmy photoshops Drew <laughs> Timmy the Kentucky jersey. Were. Um, no, but but uh, Kentucky media, and and I say this lovingly. I'm going to preface it by saying um, I'm an Ohio State alum, so I see it with Ohio State football as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, there, I, I I lump my own allegiance in with what I'm going to say. But Kentucky media is the most spoon fed. Like just just take whatever we're told by Cal yeah. and the program. Mm-hmm. Little faction of media that exists in all of sports. These people will will like literally whatever. If, if Cal got in front of them and said we did not actually lose to St. Peter's, I swear like half of the the Kentucky writers would be like, I you know, yeah. John Calipari said, yeah, upon review, yeah. Kentucky won that game. I mean, there's look, a lot of suspicious look, things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at the fouls. Yeah. Look at the fouls. <laughs> Demanding a recount and mm-hmm. shit like that. Um, so like I, I I understand. I'm seeing the same headlines you are. Like there's no. I, I really genuinely think like you and I might be the only people that are like concerned about this because every single every single other person hears Oscar Shibway say I will absolutely play the first game and they're like book it done that's the headline and it should be a head that is noteworthy we won't like it's I'm not yeah, saying yeah, that yeah. that's not 
worth talking about. But, but you read between like the lines. Like you read between the lines of like saying this man will play till his wheels fall off, and then John Calipari is all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Like you can <laughs> tell Cal did not want that question. Yeah. You know? Oh my and god. And like you said, him being scratched from media day basically says we don't want these questions to be asked. Because in his mind, if the if you go into a Kentucky game as Howard or whoever it is like coming up this season for them, if you're preparing for Oscar Sheboy, that's a totally different mindset going to the game than if you're not. And if you know that he's not 100%, that changes everything. SEC Media Day is not just the Kentucky reporters there, too, by the way. The Kentucky Media Day is all the same faces that you see every single time. You can't time. control the narrative. You control who gets to even be in the gym. Exactly. The Kentucky Wildcats control yeah. who has a pass to get in there to ask the questions and all that. <laughs> <laughs> the SEC Media Day, it doesn't work that way. Huh. Interesting. Well, yeah, like the Auburn, the Auburn beat writer can go over to Cal and ask him just as yeah. easily and say, what's going on with Oscar Sheep? Yeah. And then Cal just like cuts his eye at him. Yeah. And it's like, he's 100% going to have a great year, but you can yeah. tell he's yeah. mad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, exactly. That's exactly, like. dude. That's that's all I'm saying. So I I don't know. I, I, I'm I not I'm not saying that Oscar Sheboy is going to miss the season. I'm not saying we're that I We're praying that he's not. That's the whole point. We're we're concerned about that idea because I want to watch Oscar Sheboy play. I want Kentucky to have Oscar Sheboy. But I don't like this whole. The mystery is officially a thing. Yes. it's officially a mystery. Yes. and and I am the Champions not, Classic will be the night that we all know is this really a thing or November fifteenth. Yeah, yeah, that's the day. We'll in my find mind. out like how much juice he's got, and then they play Gonzaga five days later, November twentieth, and we'll find out then too as well. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, and it might be a season long deal. It might not. The 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 point is of the, this wasn't a minor operation. This wasn't like something that just like you snap your fingers and he's back to hundred percent and no one's. You know, stop asking questions and all that. And, and for all we know, he could have torn his ACL. I mean, we, we have no, we have no idea, right? Like we have no details on what happened to his knee. Whenever I hear someone say we're going in there to clean up his knee, I don't, I don't ever take that yeah. as a good thing. You know, what are you cleaning up? Like, what do you mean? No, Did he I'm, tear I'm, his meniscus? I'm being like, serious. Like th- those of us that consume sports, you, you you get like desensitized to this sort of thing when you see guys. Uh, constantly come tear back. their a- Achilles and then they're back and then yeah. like whatever like Jamal Murray's like dunking and you're like wow this guy yes. tore his ACL Amazing. so when you hear about injuries you just like you plug it into your your brain of like how long six the recovery weeks, is gonna yeah six weeks, weeks, da, 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 yeah, yeah and they'll be back and they'll be uh-huh. fine uh-huh. but if you put yourself in those and again I understand like most of the people listening to this aren't elite athletes on the caliber of Ashi. I'm not I'm not doing the, that sort of comparison I'm just saying of like the the, the idea, human uh, side. The human it. side of like, is this a big deal that I'm getting this operation? If you put yourself in in that seat and the doctor says we have to go in and clean up your knee a little bit, every single one of us would be like, now hang on a second, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Why? Like, no, why do I? Have nobody to get would yeah. be like, yeah, sure, man, do what you got to do, make it quick, and I'll be back in. No, and let's be honest, time. like if I if I had a little bit of pain in my, I tore my meniscus at one point, but if I had pain in my knee that was like I have to get surgery. That means it's severe pain, right? Like if it's just like a little bit of a, a nuisance or whatever, you know, you just kind of battle through it. And, a, and someone like Oscar obviously is going to battle through like probably a, a high difficulty or a high level of pain. So the fact that it was so much pain, he had to go get surgery. That is where I already had a red flag. Yeah. And it wasn't him being like, I I have to go do this. It was like upon our medical team, upon Cal Perry trying to hold him out of stuff. They made the decision, really. This is where I wish. I'm very worried. This, we, we need some journalism here. Okay. Who, do, who do we call on? Because I, I to dive into this story, Dana yeah. O'Neill. Dana O'Neill would be good. She can't. She's a, she's a true she's, journalist. She's also old biggie. She's a yeah. I, I feel like we need someone that is not swayed. 
Because it's hard, dude. An ACC person, like, even if they don't admit it, like, you know, there's going to be some sort of bias that comes in there against the SEC in Kentucky. So you can't trust any of us to do it. You can't really trust the Big Ten because, you know, that's rivalry territory as well. I think you have to trust the Old Big East. I I think you're right that it's uh, November 15th we're going to find out. The Michigan State game because it's twofold. One, he's either going to play well or not. Mm -hmm. And uh, if he plays well and dominates and looks great, and then everybody shuts up and we're like, all right, well, you know. We were, we were wrong to be concerned, I guess, or it wasn't my, whatever, you know, well, everybody shuts up. Um, if he doesn't and he, 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 he doesn't play half the game, you know, they're, they got him on a minute's restriction there. He's icing his knees on the bench yeah. or he is playing, but he's ineffective and he's fixing his brace and he's like, you know, and it just looks a little weird out there. Um, Michigan state doesn't really have any big guys, by the way. So like. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I wouldn't be but, shocked. But if 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 if, if he's not a hundred percent, he's going to get asked about it because in that yeah. environment, the 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 throng of, of reporters that'll be there in the post game will not be the uh, the Kentucky media that'll just you know throw the softballs yeah, to Cal. Lander might ask him. You know what yeah. I mean? I wouldn't be shocked if Calipari pulls what I think the Clippers just did with Kawhi because I think Kawhi is a concern in the same way. Kawhi has inflammation. They worry about his body, all this sort of stuff. They start him on the bench. Mm. to start the year mm. and they kind of just drop it on a like I think it was game day they were like yeah Kawhi's coming off the bench and everyone's like what like yeah. <laughs> wait what like the the top 10 player you have on your team is coming off the bench and he's like playing on a minutes restriction if that even happens then we all know that we were right about this I mean it, it could be a major problem and then on top of it all never mind the knee the conditioning I mean he's a, he's a great athlete but um you know how, how long is he going to go without having practiced and having you know, yeah. Like if 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 we're already counting him out of the exhibition games, I'm gonna assume he's not like really practicing and doing much of anything. Because if 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 Oscar has been like today, if today at Kentucky practice he was doing anything, the video would be out there. Like mm-hmm. the 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 be like the, there'd be video of him just drop stepping, shooting hook shots over an assistant coach. Yeah, and he and, and he can't be on a bike with his knee. Yeah, and he's so not, it's not like he's getting that condition. So the, like he's not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Um so even even if he does get cleared by November seventh, where it's like your knee is fine, have have you done anything in a month? And and how I guess it hasn't been a month, but a th- three weeks. And even if we find so, like say let's let's hope let's not go with let's say December fifteenth, Oscar Sheepway comes out has twenty and twelve, they win the game, then my real like brain will start working because I'm like okay, five days of Gonzaga. What does every big man have to worry about? The recovery time, you know what I yeah. mean? And then to win a national championship, you have to win six games and that recovery time. And if he's swelling after running through just like random practice, I can't imagine what it's going to be like when he's playing against these top flight programs, especially at Gonzaga, against a Drew Timmy, mm-hmm. who's also going to be a national player. That matchup, too, is going to really tell us something because it's like you mentioned Michigan State not having the big men. Drew Timmy, if he's at 100% playing great and, and doing dominating whatever it may be to Oscar Sheboy, then we're all like, oh, wow. We, we, we might have a real problem. If Drew Timmy dominates. We're going to learn Osh- a lot early. I'm, I'm smashing the panic button if Drew Timmy me, me too. gives Oscar Sheboy work. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I don't know. We're going to monitor the situation. I'll but just if leave he it does, that, but, I don't know that Oscar's hurt. That's, but it, that's is, it is. I guess the, 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 the bigger point, it's just insane that we have a national player of the year who's returning to college basketball for the first time since 09. So, since, yeah, 09. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, was, Tyler was Hansbro. Hansbro. And the man just had knee surgery and he's not back. And 
the the only the only person that said he will be back for the season is himself, who also said I will play until my leg falls off. Yeah, which kind of like talking about like the mindset, like Tyler Hansbrough and Sheboy, I, I feel like have a similar mindset. Psycho T yeah. is his nickname. I mean, Tyler Hansbrough, if you asked him, if Tyler Hansbrough had a knee surgery to start 2009 season, Carolina yeah. fans would be like in tears. They, yeah. they would not know what to do. And if they asked Howard Hansborough, he would definitely have been like, I mean, he pulled an Escalade up Franklin Street. I mean, this guy, like, you know, he would have been like, I'm definitely playing. No doubt about it. Is there, a banner, is there a banner in the D Gnome that says Tyler Hansborough pulled so. an Escalade? I, I, I got to check. I haven't, looked, that, I haven't looked in that back corner in a while. It probably is. <laughs> it was yeah, awesome. imagine, imagine Bryce Young, you know, two weeks before Bama's yeah. first game this season. I, and Nick Saban just like casually tosses. This, eh, you're by right the way, about the by spoon-fed way. part. I, I think that no, <laughs> yeah. like the the national media. I think you and I right now we have the we have the the bull. And I don't, I, again, I don't even say that to like. I mean, I guess it is kind of making fun of the Kentucky people, but um, no, I, I mean it's it, it's just a re- it's a fact. Like I see, like, I see with yeah. Ohio State football, it's the same thing. Like they like what's well, a us against the world mentality? It's kind of like hate us because you ain't us. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's pretty much like the ethos that they yeah. put out. Which yeah, I, you got to respect it at some level. You're like big blue nation. Yeah, <laughs> there's not ride. there's not the second like an Ohio State football beat writer says. <laughs> Uh, writes an article that's like Ohio State was soft as shit against Michigan last year, and I think Ryan Day is running. You know, like mm-hmm. he 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 doesn't have it. You know, like he he, he he's playing some pansy football out there. He's fired. Yeah, he's get out of here. Your, your all your credentials are cut off. <laughs> yes. You get zero access. <laughs> yes. You know, and they all know that. So yeah. they all like, like go you know, cover Michigan. Yeah, if you yeah, like yeah, so yeah, much. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you're like I don't like Michigan. I was just pointing out that they kicked our ass. I even say R. <laughs> it's like no, get out of here. You're get done. Out of here. Oh, and Kentucky basketball is the same way, yes. and you know that's so. Anyway, that's the uh, that's the Oscar Shibuya mystery. So, I'm uh, I am definitely five star level of concern. I really am. I think I'm I'm a I'm four star trending five star. I'm like a I'm you're I'm, trending up. I'm I'm four star on the composite, but on the, <laughs> on the, <laughs> the composite rankings. Yes, I'm a four star. Uh huh. But the the twenty four seven rankings themselves. And you just had I'm a great, five star. you had a great EYBL, so you're yeah, trending up. Yeah, yeah, I'm trending up. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> exactly what it is. Can we talk about uh, Pac twelve Media Day real quick? And yeah, then we'll, please. Uh, wrap this thing up. Um, there was there was one thing that stood out to me. I, I have a handful of random thoughts, but there was one like actual story I think that was worth uh, diving into, and it was Dana Altman. Um, this quote. It was one quote really, I guess. Um. Dana Allman was asked about USC and UCLA. Uh, he said it uh, leaving for the Big Ten. He did, he did say it hurts. Like he did say that this isn't great. But then he followed it up by saying, "Since I've been in the league, USC hasn't won the conference title or the tournament. UCLA maybe won one tournament, one league title. Arizona's been up there, which I I want to talk about that. The <laughs> Arizona's been up there part. We've won four conference titles, so our basketball league is going to survive." I guess I, I want to talk about the Arizona's been up there part out of the gate because uh, that is that is hysterical that Arizona's dominated this conference in the 12 years he's been at Oregon. Yeah. Arizona has has absolutely dominated the conference. And he just like casually. Yeah, he, like, he threw it like as like, uh, yeah, in Arizona, they've also been up there. They've, they've been, been up trying. There. <laughs> they've, they've been, been trying to get up there with us. It honestly, Dana Altman was on fire during this. He was on fire, dude. So, yeah, he they and, shot uh, him out of a cannon. But the fact that he said our basketball league is going to survive, I've never been more confident that the Pac 12s fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he went on, they asked him later, like if it there were I think someone pushed back a little bit and they're like, Are you concerned for the league that UCLA and USC are leaving? And he was like, Yeah, it's detri- I you know, I can't can't front, you know, it's yeah. detrimental to the conference. 
So he knows. He knows. And Oregon knows. I mean, Phil Knight knows. They they all know. They know. And Oregon. Like. That's why Oregon's trying to leave the conference. That's what's so funny about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's defending something that's already like he's our his university is all like fishing and calling and you know they're all on the line with everybody else. But now he's going to save face for the Pac-12. It you would have to be an absolute scumbag to turn your back on the history of the Pac-12 and then his phone start ringing. He's like, give me a second. He's like, yeah, yeah. Tell tell the Big Ten yes. Yeah, yeah, tell them. Yes. Yeah, tell that's fine. Yeah, we'll t- we'll accept those terms. You'd have to be a scumbag <laughs> to leave this conference with so much shit. The conference of champions. <laughs> um that cracked me up. And I, I don't know, uh like Altman is this isn't this isn't um out of character for him. He's he's always been slightly prickly. He's like an underrated prickly guy, you know what I mean? Yeah, like he's yeah, not yeah. when you think of coaches that are gonna um not be afraid to throw a haymaker, he probably doesn't make the list for a lot of people, but, but. He's not afraid to just. He's also yeah. like in his mind, and it, as he should be, he should feel this way. I mean, he's like in that A1 top tier of coaches, right? At programs in the modern era in his mind. Yes. So he's like, I can call out Mark Few. I can call out Bill Self. I can call out any of these guys. In his mind, he's like, I I have accomplished the impossible. I have made a Final Four with a Pac-12 team. Yes. So therefore, uh, shut up. everybody I, I else shut up. Mick, mm-hmm. fine. You can say whatever you want, but also mm-hmm. you haven't won as many conference titles as I have. Yes. Um. So everybody else kiss my ass, mm-hmm. especially you, Andy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty. You much haven't what won you're anything. Saying. Yeah, 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 you, you haven't won, won anything. <laughs> I award you no points. And make Arizona's God been up there. Soul. Arizona's won six regular season Pac-12 titles. They won four Pac-12 tournament titles. This is just since all oh, right? since he's been in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Six Sweet Sixteens, three Elite Eights. Granted, they haven't been to the Final Four like Oregon has. But uh, that cracked me up. Arizona's been up there. <laughs> just like it was, I, I think he started down a path, and then he realized that he had to mention Arizona. Yeah, or and then, otherwise, and then, and then it he tried to like credibility. he tried to get past it real quick. He's like, yeah. Arizona's been up there, we know, yada yada. Uh, but also, we've won four. T- <laughs> yeah, he's like, but back to us, back to our four titles. But, but that, that strengthens four. it strengthens his point though, because Arizona's sticking around. So I don't know why it wouldn't have been like Arizona's carry. He should have said that. He should have been like Arizona's carried this league, and we've been right there with him. Yeah, but he might be competing right now against Tommy Lloyd. Yeah. I think that was more. I think he didn't want to give Arizona. I think what you said was right. He didn't want to um, give Arizona credit. That quote stood out to me from Pacto Media Day. The other the other thing to report, uh, the other thing that jumped out to me is I saw the picture. That they had a media day? Yeah, that they had the media day. <laughs> um, I, uh, Andy Katz was in a fight with Kirk Creasa, which was hilarious. I didn't see this. What that, happened? Uh, uh, apparently, he picked Arizona. Um, what did he, he had him like 30-something in his in his rankings of <laughs> it's the power team, 45. Yes, power or does he do 36? Oh, power 36. Rossi does the 45. Yeah, yeah, sorry, there's so many powers, <laughs> there's so many rankings. Um, uh, he had he had Arizona in the 30s, I think, and Kirk Carissa confronted him at, at Pac 12 Media Day about it. And then Andy, Andy loves that stuff, you know, yeah. He lo- and then he's asking well, he's like, Kirk Bellis about it, my rankings, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, he's, which, he which is right. Um, Kirk Carissa wore a headband, by the way. Kirk Risa is the ready. Pac-12 media day. I've seen you a picture of their little promo shoot that they did. I uh, Kirk Risa is ready for it. The the Pac-12 coaches. The, the other thing that stood out to me is I saw the picture of the Pac-12 co- coaches, and I said to myself, "Are all of these dudes on the hot seat?" <laughs> yeah, like that jumped out to me. Bobby to Hurley like, is on the hot seat because I I think you look you go through the coaches. Uh, Cronin's definitely not. Mm-hmm. Andy Enfield's definitely not. Dana Allman's definitely not. Tommy Lloyd's definitely not. And I guess Tad, Bo- Tad, Tad Boyle's definitely not. We'll throw him in there, too. Um, I shouldn't have been dismissive. Tad Boyle's definitely not. Sorry, apologies to, yeah. to Tad Boyle and the Boyle's family. family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those five, definitely not on the hot seat. Bobby Hurley? Hot. Hot. On fire. I mean, after the Yeezys, like, get this man out of my face. Jared Haas? Hot. 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 
Hot, hot, I mean, hot. I love Jared Haas, steel drums. you know, former <laughs> North Carolina assistant. I think he's a good basketball coach. But, yeah, I mean, he's brought in talent, too. Like, they've had Zaire Williams. They have Harrison Ingram mm-hmm. right now. You know, they've had talent. So, hot Do that seat. as it may. Hot, hot, hot. 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 Yeah, very hot. <laughs> uh, Mike Hopkins? Hot. hot. Super hot. He should have gone back to Syracuse. Or he should go back to Mark Syracuse. Mark Fox? Who I, I think I think what's saving Mark Fox at California is no that one no, knows. no one knows that yeah, Mark Fox forgot is at California. Mark, they, they forgot Mark Fox. He's like, pray to God, no one looks up the head coach of California this year. Pray to God. Yeah, everyone looks at California. Everyone pulls up the Pac-12 standings in like late February mm. and sees California and says, God damn, they got to fire Viking Jones. Yeah, what are like, they Viking doing? Jones, dude, that zone is not working. Get Viking out of there. Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah, how long has he been there? 10 years? <laughs> uh, Wayne Tinkle, you would think would be fine. Went to the lead eight. Yeah, but but three then they wins. won three games last year. <laughs> so like, and then you start like thinking like, I don't know, was it Mickey Mouse? Was the lead eight yeah. run Mickey Mouse? It kind of was. It had a, it had a tinge of Mickey to it. Yeah. yeah, and he had Bud Ossie. People forget he had his own sister Jean. And <laughs> yeah, was, and Bud Ossie was way cooler. He was tapping into the dark arts himself. R.I.P. Bud Ossie. Uh, and then you got the Smith brothers, Craig Smith and Kyle Smith. Uh-huh. Which one coaches at which school? Nobody knows. See, I like Kyle Smith because he's analytics. That's all I know about him. Which one's he at? Is he he's at Utah at or is he at Washington State? Yeah, okay. yeah, he's yeah. At Washington. <laughs> the Smiths. <laughs> Mr. and Mr. Smith. Um, yeah, I don't that stood out to me. That that the pack I saw the Pac-12 picture and I was like, God damn, that's a lot of coaches that are I think first How coach could an fired, entire conference be on the hot seat? <laughs> first coach fired in the Pac-12 this year is definitely Hurley. I think Hurley's yeah. Hurley's on the hottest seat. That is that is going to be uh, the, the uh, like NFL and NBA that you can actually bet on that right like oh, who, sure who's, who's the first yeah um that would be a juicy you can bet on anything that would be a juicy you probably could bet on this that's a juicy prop bet though it's like which one of these guys is the um, Tinkle is like the dark horse because I think three wins is hard to argue even <laughs> after an elite eight you know what I mean like that that is that is such a fall I would have loved if Dana Altman was asked about USC and UCLA leaving. And and he he talks about the coach like in infield and Cronin aren't going to be here for long and like they and and then he just goes down the list and is like neither any of those guys yeah he's like, like, he's like I'm the only one that's going to be here and he just turns to Tad Boyle and uh, yeah, Tommy Tom Lloyd like, he's salute, like salute good <laughs> to see it's you guys three. <laughs> <laughs> three's company um and then the last Pac-12 media day thought I wrote down was uh, Drew Peterson is the most Zoomer looking guy I've like. I, I think there's going to be a game that, this year where I he think plays. This with is going to be a Drew Peterson season. Drew Peterson has the he, he just looks the part of a Gen Z guy that like I think there's going to be a game this year where he wears AirPods. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to just have oh, AirPods, AirPods in yeah. the entire so game. He's actually motivated. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, "What are you listening to?" He's like Eminem. You're like, "What? <laughs> what is he? What did he say?" He looks like one of those TikTokers, you know? What I mean? Yeah. Like uh, I don't whatever their names are, but you know, like the the dudes with the swooped over hair. I know, like, he looks like one. Of he those looks guys. like a TikToker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes out wearing a shirt that uh, for warmups it says it's okay to not be. Okay, <laughs> or like an aloe yoga fucking tracksuit. <laughs> I don't know. I saw I saw him doing an interview, and I was like, I I love the man, but holy shit, I love his game. Holy shit, I really do love his game. I like, do too. Man. I like the way he plays basketball. He's Zoomer Mike Dunleavy, is yeah, what he is. He he's he Gen sh- Z Mike Dunleavy. He, he really and like I always respected and liked Mike Dunleavy's game, but obviously like he was at Duke, so no respect. But um, Drew Peterson, you're right. He does give that vibe off, and he's probably gonna have a great year. Let's just be honest. About I it. think so. Because I think last year we was, fell in love with him last year, right? Yeah, like yeah, every yeah. time we watched USC, he was going nuts. Well, it was Mobley's team last year? Younger brother yeah. Mobley, but uh, you know, I think this year it could be his team. Uh, those are my Pac-12 thoughts. That's it. 
I'm just happy to hear they had a media day. Yeah. I hoped everyone uh, watched on the refrigerators uh, at home. <laughs> and hopefully you got an LG 5 Series refrigerator and got to see it. That was probably good. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I just watched Andy Cat's <laughs> Twitter account. That was, that was my only coverage. Andy tweeted, watch this space. Yeah, Liked by Cal. <laughs> um, should we do shout-outs? Do we have emails? Do you want to read emails, Jim? Uh, yeah, any? we got a couple. All right. All right. All right. Hey, Jim and Mark and Mr. Frazier, I suppose. Shout out your dad. I I am currently a student at the 2022 National Champion University of Kansas and have been a longtime listener of the show. One of my older sisters attended KU from 2014 to 2017 and was a tutor for student athletes while she was in school. This is my favorite story I heard from her. About midway through the semester, a group of basketball players showed up for their tutoring session. One of the starters on the team sits down and tells my sister he needs help with math homework. So she tells him to take out his textbook and they'll have a look. He pulls his backpack out, opens his bag, and pulls out the only thing that's in his backpack, a pillow. (laughs) All the player said was, oh shit, I guess I forgot to take that out. He ended up borrowing a textbook from another player for the tutoring session. Thank you for all the laughs and good times over the years. Say the years again. What years were, was this? That was 2014, 2017, I Yeah, think. 2014 to 2017. So that's that's Joel Embiid range. That's Andrew Wiggins, Joel that's Embiid hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Joel Embiid 100% would have a pillow and a book bag. You know what I mean? Like, if I had to guess who would, like, actually do that. And he could get around. away with it, too. Not only because he's so good, but, like, his personality. Yeah, it's, like, funny. Everyone's like, yeah. God, Joel is hilarious. You know what I mean? He, 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 like, the class starts, and he just raises his hand. He's like, teacher, I'm going I'm going to sleep the whole class. <laughs> and then everyone in the class laughs, including the teacher. And they're like, oh, Joel, that's just Joel. And then he's like, no, I'm seriously going to sleep. And then just he's sleeps. Like, he's zonked. <laughs> he's, like, <drooling>, <laughs> snoring. <laughs> oh, man. That's a great story. Shout out to the guy from Kansas. Congrats on the national championship. You did it. Yeah, he said, um, thanks for the laughs and good times over the years. It helped me more than you'll ever know. Can't wait to apply to the staff at Chicago State. Mm. There you go. Mm-hmm. There's another one. Somebody we helped. Dear Titus Tate, but most importantly, Jim, your pod has gotten me through a few bad days. I recently had to close my unaccredited Christian private school. <laughs> and on top of that, I lost $2 billion yesterday. <laughs> Love the show, especially Jim. Sincerely, Clayton Bigsby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Good morning, Dana. Good yeah. morning. <laughs> no, I mean, that video Are you guys weird. hiring? <laughs> oh, my God. Great email. Great email. Great email. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's about it. All right, so we, we can move on. It's been a long. Let's do shout outs, close outs. That was a great. That was a great. <laughs> I really appreciated that one. Uh, I want to shout out SMU and TCU. The greatest basketball rivalry ever is back after a three season hiatus. December tenth, it is going to happen. Moody Magic. Uh, we're gonna have SMU. Wait, where's TCU. it's in a? It's at SMU. I think it's in Fort Worth. Oh, I think in Fort it, Worth. It's at TCU. Yeah. Or is it? No, it's at a. It's it's. Oh, it it's, might be neutral. neutral. Is, it, is it neutral? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's too neutral. heated. They, they did the. Uh, yeah. They did the Cincinnati Xavier deal where they're like this. This rivalry gets too heated. It's too hot. Yeah, we don't want. We yeah, don't want nine violence. o'clock tip. By the mm-hmm. way. Yeah, yeah, and and you have to do nine o'clock because it's past a lot of people's bedtime. Mm-hmm. So, wait. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It basically what I'm saying is th- this rivalry is so heated it's so they much. can't play it on campus. Yeah. And it's nine o'clock. So yeah, all, none of the students can come. It's uh it's way too late. They're gonna be obviously tucked in bed, ready for school the next day. 
It's a Saturday though, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, ready for church the next day. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And I, you know, I'm I will, excited. I will admit like, you know, I had a bias in this whole thing because SMU, my boy, Sean worked at SMU, mm-hmm. no longer there. He's with the Spurs. Oh, so you're on. trying to join? No, my... so I'm just saying I oh. have no dog in the fight. I my, my I have lost my dog. My dog moved on to the NBA. So uh, now I now I don't know uh, where I stand. Even though SMU, I mean, obviously, we'll still love it. I'm a TCU guy, and I got to say, it's it's a great investment. Mm-hmm. TCU mm-hmm. is is. Uh, I like Dallas though. Like I'm a Dallas guy. I think that's true. Because because SMU is in that uh, that. Uh, Clayton Kershaw or uh, Matt Park. Stafford, yeah, yeah, that little they, they, they went to school Highland together, Park, right? Yeah. yeah, like the richest shit people. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, when they tell that story, they always pretend like it's like this tiny little area, yeah, that, this yeah. little They're sliver like small of Dallas. Town. Small <laughs> yeah, small t- you're, like, you're from Dallas, right? They're like, no, it's the Highland median Park. income one point seven million dollars. <laughs> George Spieth, Matthew Stafford, Clayton Kershaw. Um, yeah, so that that's a reason to like SMU, I guess. Because um, if you, if you say that you like SMU. Then the people listening that like SMU are probably rich, mm-hmm. and then they they probably own companies. They probably own companies where they'll, they'll send you free shit. Yeah, yeah, merch, interesting swag. That's smart of you <laughs> to like SMU. I no, I'm with, just saying, like, I I don't have the same. I was a diehard SMU guy with Sean. Yeah, diehard. And I said, and I, if I remember right, I said I'm just gonna pick whoever wins. Exactly, you picked. And the then TCU winner. won the game, yeah. so I was Even like, even though SMU was up. Yeah. Um. <laughs> TCU's done their part, dude. We th- the whole point of us circling that rivalry was like, I don't know, SMU has a pretty good basketball program. They have a ton of money. Paying players is legal now. Yeah. That's what doomed their athletic now program the back time. in the day. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Jamie Dixon at TCU moves the needle for me. Mm-hmm. The guy voluntarily left Pitt to go to his alma mater. Go to his alma mater and like that whole and they're in the Big Twelve now. And like I saw that becoming a thing. So I was like, I don't know, man. They're right down the road from each other. It's a rivalry of the future. And now uh, TCU is pretty good, so there you go. It's also hilarious that we went to the game three years ago, and then it was over. And then like, we, we, we the actually went to the yeah. last game <laughs> we of the to, rivalry. We did, yeah. <laughs> um, I want to shout out Jim Nance. Let the Jim Nance farewell tour begin because uh, oh, man. word on the street is that Jim Nance will be calling his last Final Four, and then Ian Eagle will be taking over uh, for Jim Love Nance Eagle. Um, on the uh, the Final Four call. It's an end of an era, though. Jim Nance is... Uh, what, yeah. what was the reasoning for it? You just like... I think he, I think after the Carolina Duke game last year in the Final just Four, broke him. you're yeah. just like, how can I call anything like this? Like, how can I ever top this? Like, you can't really top that. I mean, that that was the moment. And then I'm worried about the Masters, too, you know? Like, when I hear Jim Nance's I voice, I just think about Augusta and uh, that time in April. So it's going to be sad. But at the same time, I'm glad we know, you know? Now I can appreciate the final run. Oh, dude! Holy shit! Didn't he, didn't Jim Nance go to Houston? Yeah. Oh my god, dude! Houston, I'm I'm betting. I'm taking out as soon as we get done with this. I'm going straight to the bank. Yeah, taking Houston, out every dime Houston I own and in putting Houston, Houston with Jim, Jim Nance, Nance on the call in Houston. Houston's is, winning the uh, national. It's a good bet. That's a big trifecta, right? Let's there. just fast forward to the next season because Houston's winning this national. Yeah, championship. congratulations. Are you kidding Cougars. me, dude? Yeah, I know. Jim Nance on the call. Yeah, in Houston. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And the last time he was on the call in Houston was the Carolina-Villanova game, which was like the best, you know, some people say the best final game ever. So he yeah. he knows what he's doing. He knows what's going to happen. Who's going to get the final Jim Nance tie is the question. Ooh, Kelvin Sampson. And then all Indiana fans are like, it was <laughs> yeah. supposed to be our year. If if Sampson had stayed, we would have won this year. Too soon, dude. <laughs> will, will anybody, when when people talk about how Indiana is irrelevant and and <laughs> – <laughs> I'm I'm just waiting for one person. 
uh, when you talk about the uh, the trajectory of Indiana post Bob Knight, and you talk about how Indiana basketball was never actually relevant, it was just Bob Knight, and then the mm-hmm. program fell apart after he left. Mm-hmm. Well, just one person. Well, simply one person outside the state of Indiana raised their hand and acknowledged that Kelvin Sampson was he did exist. He did exist, and the program was on trending up. Was I mean, not only trending very up, up, but like yes. trending it like, oh wow, they're going to be a national title contending program. That if the year is twenty twenty two and Kelvin Sampson in that same time, you know, if the rules that exist in twenty twenty two were put in two thousand eight, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say Kelvin Sampson probably would have built a winner in Bloomington yeah. by now. Yeah, I don't know. And I will say, I feel like a lot of the uh, the reason why his recruiting practices were even under like examination by a lot of eyeballs is because Eric Gordon, right? You know, like once that all happened, once he left, people yeah, were Illinois. people were up in arms. You know what yeah. I mean? And they were trying to find a reason to go after him, and you know, it all worked out. The Illinois way it people did. don't don't like getting. I mean, they they still hold the Bruce Pearl grudge, and I hold it with them. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm I'm in solidarity with them on that, but uh, yeah. All, all roads, yeah. You, you, you stab Illinois in the back. They will come. They will, they come. will, they will stab not forget. you back. That is, they will, sure. not they will get you back. Like, they're like when Eric Gordon came in, they're like, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how we'll this see about that. Uh, I also want to shout out Paolo Bancaro, <laughs> lighting, <laughs> lighting the league on fire. Tate, the youngest player in NBA history to score twenty plus points Sick. in each of his first five games. Uh, it says here the Orlando Magic are also 0-5. He's shooting 28% from three and averaging three turnovers a game. But, mm, but, but, first, or the youngest player to ever score 20-plus in each of his first five games. So, there you go. Bonafide stud. Yes. I've seen a lot of Duke people saying he's top 75 already. Already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, update the list. <laughs> Kick out Anthony Davis. Put in Paolo Bencaro. Um, <laughs> You know what I really enjoyed? And this is good for you, Jim. I was watching the Knicks game when the Magic were playing in New York. And Obi Toppin just punked this guy. I mean, Obi Toppin was He dunked going. on him multiple times. He, he literally was like, this is your... No-. He literally was looking at the crowd was like, this is your number one pick, you know? <laughs> I mean, it, and it was in MSG. Like, this is the moment where every great basketball figure, right, when they go to MSG, they're like, it hits different. You know, you just got to step it up. You got you to gotta do it in the garden. That's yeah. where all the stars come out in the garden. I mean, Obi Toppin was the star, in my opinion. But like you said, I mean, we're going to keep seeing these tweets and... <laughs> I got to deal with it. But the good news is that every time, weirdly, when I see Paolo Bencaro get, you know, success and flowers, it makes the loss even that more damning to Duke, in my opinion. You know, like when he goes number one, it's like you had the number one pick <laughs> yeah. and loss to Brady Manick. <laughs> like that's not on coaching. Like that to me says the coach sucks. Like whichever one's coaching, Shire or Mr. K. Uh, but, uh, you know, good for Paolo. Happy for him. Yeah, I, I just. Yeah, at some point somebody's at some point the the NBA Twitter sphere or whatever somebody has to yeah stand up and be brave enough to be like we 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 the part of the appeal of this guy was that he could shoot mm-hmm. we thought we thought even though he couldn't shoot at Duke mm-hmm. um but then he got hot in the tournament so then we all said to ourselves yeah he can shoot of course of course of course he's going to be able to shoot mm-hmm. um at some point somebody's got to be like all right this is a concern that he's shooting Year three. I think it's year three, year four. We get those reports. Um, My question is, like, who's going to win a game first, Paolo or LeBron? That that is, like, uh, that's my big watch this year. If if you were trying to win a championship this year, who are you taking, Paolo or LeBron? That's a good question, man. That's a good question. Oh, man, I don't know. Like, who am I going to lose in the play-in? 
I saw LeBron's uh, trying to go to Denver now. Did you see this? Sit down. Cool. Brownie likes to. Oh man, I love the NBA. The NBA, is the NBA basketball. Is the I best. enjoyed watching the Nets and uh, and uh, the Bucks yesterday. By the way, that was a fun game. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that. I Ky- did not see it. Let me guess what happened. Um, Durant scored a lot. Kyrie had a few cool highlights. Um, <laughs> the Nets, you could see the pieces like where the talent is there. Yeah, uh, and then the Bucks won. Bucks dominated. Yeah. <laughs> Bucks dominated. Giannis dominated. Giannis was uh, just going at Ben Simmons every single time. And at one point in the game, Ben Simmons got a pass from Kyrie. He was like right in the middle of the lane, and he doesn't even look at the basket. And he kicks it out, and Kyrie yells at him, "Shoot it, Ben!" It was like watching. I felt like I was watching like Young and the Restless while I was watching a basketball game. Why doesn't Ben Simmons retire? Because right. he, he likes the money, I guess. That would be an answer. That would be one answer. He got he, he likes uh, making millions of dollars. He bumped into Giannis like early on in the game. He was like trying to take it hard to, against Giannis, and Giannis just blocked him. And as soon as he did, he just started grabbing his back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Coach K. I was like, smart move. Uh, my other shout-outs, World Series starts Friday. Um, why, why does it start so late? I don't know. Why did they start? I feel like, like I'm already what? tired. Like yeah. I'm already exhausted. I'm, I thought baseball was over at this yeah. point, you know? And now it's like the World Series is about to begin on Friday. Do the Astros have anything to do with this? Is this, is this more cheating from them? Probably. Get it, their rotation. It seems crazy, ready. right? Like yeah. what, what's, it was too what's long. It should have started on Wednesday or Tuesday. Yeah. What are we Thursday? doing? Not Friday. Um, And then Elon Musk officially bought Twitter. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, oh God. So... There it's not it. good. For a lot of people that I think, uh, you know, their Twitter profiles are who they are in real life, probably not good. Because Elon, did is he? It t- is it time he, to get out? Did he say he was going to fire everybody that works at Twitter? Wasn't like one of his problems? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that was like one of the promises. I, uh, yeah, I, at, at what point is, do we as a society just let it go? Just let, just say, like, that's what I, I got to figure out. I don't know, man. I, we've talked about the software a million times, but. I, I don't know. Yeah. When when do you, I, I did it with Facebook? No I problem. I did it with Facebook. I've tried it with Twitter a handful of times, and every time I do, um, people think I'm yeah. I don't know. Like I'm, people like think I'm that you're games. like trying. Whenever you try to get off the internet, people think you're trying to be better than them. You know, they're like, oh, you think yeah. you're better than me? Yeah. Oh, you think you're better than me? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much like the takeaway. Yeah, I don't know. Twitter Twitter is the fascinating one though, because I, I I don't I have an Instagram I never use ever. Um. And every time I check it, I have like 40 messages and they're all from Jim and their videos that he's in. Yeah. Me and Jim basically just <laughs> yeah. send memes to yeah, each other just, on Instagram. Yeah, like every time I see something funny, I just send it to Jim. Um, and I function well <laughs> without that. But then Twitter, like just the expectation to use it. But then like, I don't know, man. I'm like, I, I just, I get existential about it. I'm like, what am I going to be 75 years old? Like Tweeting. Tweeting. I know. Hitting send tweet. I know. As I as I'm bouncing my grandkid on my knee and I'm like, kid, hang on, hang on a second. Yeah. I gotta fire off this tweet. About- <laughs> yeah, let me get this take off. That's the other part. Like, Iowa's sometimes- press break. I gotta I gotta send a tweet on. <laughs> and when when it, when it started on Twitter, it was like you were tweeting whatever you thought for your friends to like, you know, laugh at whatever it was, you know what I mean? But now it's like you're part of your business, you know? It's like I tweeted something yeah. the other day about the Suns and the Mavericks, and then like Haralabob responded immediately and was like, That's like like wrong you know and i'm Bad like delete tweet. Like, like i don't want to engage <laughs> like i'm not here for this like i'm just here to like get my thoughts out no i uh i i hope elon musk ruins twitter so like, i think walking away from it isn't seen as like a you know yeah. as, as ostracizing yourself from society 
I, I agree. Which it that. feels like it is right now, which is insane because the majority of people listening to this aren't on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean the majority of people that listen to our show have no idea what like you know. I saw like sixty percent of users on Twitter were like under the age of sixteen too. So <laughs> like crazy. it's like some insane rate of just like little kids on there just like because everyone's like who would say something so vile? It's like yeah, twelve year old. Like, it's all like <laughs> yeah, like a twelve year old would definitely say that. <laughs> Kevin Durant or a twelve year old definitely would say that. It's all like, tw- yeah, it's 12 year olds and people that work in media. And yeah, and that's who yells back and forth at each other. Yeah. And, and then, tweet, <laughs> and every so and then often, every once in a while, they see tweet some personal news and then they and they go yeah. and tell you the new thing. Yeah. And, and then, like, every so often, like, my brother will check his Twitter and then he'll report back to me and be like, seems pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Twitter seems like, pretty- yeah. I'm like, yeah, dude. It is. Uh, all right. That's it. <laughs> That's all I have. Any other shout outs? Jim, you have anything? Jim, anything? Yeah. Let's go. Not to Donda. All right. All right. All right. That's the show, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on the other side, and uh, maybe Donda will be back. Yeah, maybe it won't. I don't know. Good we'll luck. see. Godspeed to all you Donda kids out there. See you next week. Good night, Donda. And on top of that, I lost $2 billion yesterday. Love the show, especially Jim. Sincerely, Clayton Bigsby. <laughs>